Hey everybody, C-Note here, and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is like having children, the line between love and madness. Today, I wanted to talk about unexpected life events, which also includes having children, or other situations that are kind of sudden or unexpected. Um, with children, you've got some, you got nine months to prepare, but uh, it changes your shift in, in life thinking and stuff like that. But I'm talking about more immediate things like a death in the family or um, major financial difficulties, things like that, um, and kind of share a little bit about my story recently, literally in the last week, um, something happened that pretty much just kind of drained my financial resources and um, caused a bit of a mental panic. And so I want to talk about um, that uh, that specific situation and kind of how I'm dealing with it and um, how I cope with those difficulties. And I'm just talking about, you know, kind of planning as much as we can in general to, to combat that stuff. So without further ado, we're going to talk about unexpected life events today on Dopamine. All right, so welcome to the show. Today uh, we're talking about unexpected life events. And I'm broadcasting live on the Facebook group. Um, now, I want to be able to do these videos more often and plan ahead. So I'm going to be doing them in the Facebook group. Um, just because if I happen to be recording them at home, I might as well record them for you guys. Because it's it's really no different than if I was doing a live. Honestly, I just I, I, I produce it the same way. I look at the camera and I might as well, if somebody happens to be watching, include you in on the conversation. So... Uh, if you want to join us, go to dopamine.group, D-O-P-E-A-M-I-N-E dot group, and uh, join us. Be sure to answer the questions, because if you don't answer the questions, I will not let you in. Um, it, it's very important that we cultivate a safe space for people to be able to have conversations, answer deep questions, and feel comfortable sharing emotional difficulties and all of that stuff. So today, while I take a quick sip of my iced tea to give me a little bit of a boost, Ah, yes. Today, I wanted to talk about unexpected life events. Now, what does that really mean? Um, as I talked about in the top of the show, these are things that happen that kind of set you off of a path, you know, or, or disrupt your day-to-day -day happenings and workings. Um, and for me, really, the past nine months have not been normal. <laughs> um, the nine, ten months or so have not been normal at all for me. I've uh, I went through a divorce. My baby boy was born um, on the other side of the country. I still haven't met him or seen him yet because of financial difficulties. And as I'm starting to climb and fix those things, I uh, hit a major setback as I had a minor lapse in my car insurance and um, we got pulled over. The car was impounded and we had to deal with the financial fallout of that. And in order for me to get around, I don't really know too many people up here in Rochester, so I had to Uber to get everywhere to figure out how to go to the DMV, to get to the sheriff's department, to get to where my car was impounded, and then it cost money to get my car out and do all of that stuff. And uh, basically for the last few months, uh, I've been spending a lot of my time trying to build my own businesses. Uh, essentially, I have kind of three pillars of business. I've got consulting of various types. I've got dopamine, which, uh, you know, I'm making money through sponsorships and affiliates and stuff. And then I've got C-Note Media, which is my main source of income where I do video editing, production, uh, photography, web design, 
and graphic design, stuff like that. Um, so I've been slowly trying to collect clients and make money, and I've been doing enough to basically survive and pay some of my bills. Uh, unfortunately, over the past few years, I've collected some debt that has been, you know, a problem. You know, I would be doing really well in a situation where I didn't have much debt, but um, I'm not doing well because I have that debt, and those are real things that I have to deal with. Um, and the unfortunate side of that is that I, I, it's difficult to plan ahead, and the best thing that we can do... Uh, is to try to plan ahead for these life events because, you know, things are going to happen in our lives and there's not too much that we can do about it. Um, you know, it's kind of impossible to plan for the impossible, but there are some things that we can kind of keep in mind or consider as as potential life things that could happen. Um, and especially if you're doing, you're having your own business, your creative business, or some sort of service or product, it's typically a good idea to save about six months of money, three to six months, I'd say six months these days. Um, and depending, depending on how much debt you have and what your bills are and things like that, that could be higher or lower. Um, but usually the, the typical life event is something that will spring up on you pretty quickly and cost a few thousand dollars. You know, funerals are not cheap. Uh, not to mention the emotional toll that it takes on people. Um, you know, car issues, your car breaks down or gets impounded, like in my situation. Or you have to, you know, deal with anything that costs a, a sudden amount of money. And, um, or, you know, maybe somebody comes at you with a bill that you didn't expect or, or thought was paid off and it wasn't. And you get like a summons or something and you have to deal with that stuff. And, you know, it's unfortunate these are life things that really do happen. You know, we could sit here and be all preachy and say, like, you should have your shit together. But, you know, this isn't that's not reality. You know, sometimes uh, people get overwhelmed with things and stuff just happens. You know, you got more things that just kind of appear uh, in, in your life and you never know how to deal with it. Um, so the best thing we can do is just try to save some money. Um, and, um, on the, on a, from an emotional standpoint, you know, I, I practice a bit of stoicism and, um, you know, that kind of works for me in the sense that sometimes I will imagine bad things happening and it's, you know, that's unique to me. I'm not suggesting that's something you should do, but sometimes I will imagine bad things happening to kind of, uh, imagine or work through how I would deal with it emotionally physically, uh, you know, financially, whatever the case may be, and to kind of better equip myself for when the moment happens. Um, it's tougher for me to talk about emotional aspects of things, because even though this is a mental health podcast, I am not typically an over, um, overly emotional person, and um, or even an emotional person. I don't mean overly in a derogatory way. I mean, just, I'm not, I'm not expressive in that way. That's, that's just not how I am. Um, I, I experience emotions internally, but, you know, when I am uh, for the most part, I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with things in, in as much of a logical fashion as I can possibly muster. So for me, you know, giving this kind of advice is, is a little bit different, but it, it helps some types who have some capacity for, you know, overriding some of their feeling emotions and using some of their, their, their feeling or some of their thinking type versus their feeling type. Um, because everyone's got a little bit of each. Um, but for the most part, you know, what you're feeling and your your method of approaching situations is not something that should be ignored. I'm not saying you should be more of a thinker in this scenario or that you should you should push down emotions or lift up certain emotions. If you're someone who needs to process and cry and grieve and work through it, um, 
emotionally first, then take the time to do that. That's very important for you because if you're trying to figure out life stuff while you're a mess emotionally, you know, emotions uh, create a distortion in our ability to think logically. It's basically, um, it, it basically creates this disconnect in our brains. You know, there's cognitive dissonance is a very emotional thing. So we have to consider how that's having an effect on our, on our lives. And, you know, sometimes that is how those unexpected life events happen in the first place <laughs> where we're, we're kind of not taking enough time to work through our emotions uh, and, and get to a place where we can healthily think about the things that we need to, to approach. So in my case, if I was, if I was more of an emotional type, um, it would be, it would have been a lot more difficult for me to go, or I assume it would have been a lot more difficult for me to go through the sort of manic push that I went through in order to, to get everything figured out within the next day, um, and make phone calls and do all the things I needed to do. Um, I basically went around the upstate New York area for the day and, um, figured everything out. But, um, you know, and I, I'm, I'm the type that can, I can deal with the emotional fallout later. <laughs> so, um, you know, that's the way it works for me. Uh, and, you know, I think the difficult thing is, is some people will give you advice saying that one is better than the other. And that's really why I wanted to talk about this because there are honestly very few absolutes in life. And that comes with emotional things as well, because if my superpower is thinking and being able to approach life from a logical standpoint, then I want to be able to access that and use that in difficult times so that I can maintain a sense of focus and move the needle forward. And then when everything slows down, I can confide in my partner and we can work together, her and I, to make, you know, emotionally work through what just happened and figure out, you know, what's coming and, and what to do next. Whereas some types might need to take a little bit more time up front. They might need half a day or a day or whatever to, to, to process what just happened and then take the time to think about what to do next after the fact. Um, and, you know, that's, that's just the result of human beings being different human beings. It's not that I'm better than you or you're better than me for being able to process your emotions and for me to need help processing my emotions. It's just very different. Everyone is... is is approaching things from a different angle. And that's the main point that I wanted to share here is that, you know, self-discovery is an important aspect for preparation when it comes to these unexpected life events. If you know yourself pretty well, you know how you handle situations or what is best for you or what, what, um, what path leads you to the most rational thinking or, you know, best judgments and best decisions, then when these bad things happen, you're better prepared for it. You know, you know what the first steps are. I knew in my case that I process things better logically alone and on my own. So that next day or really that night. So it happened on a Sunday night with everything with my car. It happened on a Sunday night. I started kind of immediately processing and working through things and trying to figure out, okay, how can we resolve this? And what is, what is the information that's presented in front of me? The car was impounded. We could not present, prevent that. So, you know, we went out and I went to meet up with them 
um, because it was it was Molly and and her friend that got the, they were in the car at the time. I wasn't there, um, so I went to go meet with them and we talked about the situation. They informed me of everything that happened, and I basically took some time to process. And they could probably tell that I was a little bit more quiet than I normally would be, um, because I was just processing internally. I was trying to figure out. Uh, logically, what are the next steps? What's the plan? What can I do to resolve this? And I just started working through that. And, you know, Molly knows this. And, um, you know, I, I kind of make people aware of my process in that situation. So, <clears throat> you know, the part of being self-aware in that case is being able to share with your loved ones and create those in immediate boundaries and barriers to allow you to operate at your best. You know, if you're a person that needs to feel on your own, um, then you need to cultivate that space. If you're someone who needs to interact with somebody <clears throat> and grieve with them, um, you know, that's something you need to do. Uh, you need to find a way to cultivate that. And for me, you know, my first step was logical thinking, which if we're going by Myers-Briggs, it was uh, introverted thinking is my dominant trait and my strength. And that's a thousand percent true. So I needed to kind of lean on my dominant strength trait to resolve this. So the next day uh, I had, I basically, I basically had a plan worked out that night. I, I work out a plan in my head. I got up pretty early. Uh, it took an Uber to the DMV, got things resolved, asked questions, um, figured out what the next steps were, made some phone calls and figure out the, p the path for the day. I had to take a couple of Ubers to different places and uh, figure it all out. But uh, I knew that this journey was something that I had to do on my own. You know, I had, uh, I, I worked with the Uber drivers and the DMV and people that I was talking to and people were very sympathetic and I was open and talking to them about things. But I knew for me, this journey was mine. This was my, my hero's journey in a way. <laughs> this was me um, working through this on my own because my introverted thinking was my superpower. And if it was something where I was going through this scenario and had you know Molly with me or somebody else joining me on this journey, I would feel like it would be taxing to have to explain every bit of my thought process to the other person and bring them along on this path and figure things out out loud. Whereas I do, th <clears throat> do things much more efficiently uh, on my own and I needed to, to, to do that. And I explained that to Molly and um, her friend who was with us also. So I went on this journey on my own um, and it got done pretty efficiently as a result of that. But, um, you know, again, it's really depends on that's unique to my type and who I am. And you're, you're, if you're an ENFJ, for example, and you're, you're, your dominant trait is extroverted feeling. And this is not unique to Myers-Briggs, by the way, but this is the best way that I can understand people is, um, you know, if you're, you're an extroverted feeler, then you're going to need to go and have conversations with people. You're going to need to kind of process things out loud and work through it and figure out what the plan is. You know, maybe other people will give you some insight on what it is you need to do next. Um, and, you know, extroverted feeling is one of my traits as well, but it's lower on my cognitive stack. So, as I start to approach, basically, I start to kind of work through my cognitive functions. You know, uh, introverted thinking is my top, and then I go through the extroverted exploration, which is basically me being out into the world and um, talking to people and figuring out what to do. And then um, my introverted sensing, which is about kind of 
uh, analyzing situations in my past and applying them to today. And then once I got to the, the final stage, which was the extroverted feeling, you know, that's when I was done with everything. I was home with Molly and we were talking about it and I was working through the emotional state of everything that was going on. You know, for some people, that's going to be a little bit reversed. You know, you might have to work through the emotional part first, or you might have to go out into the world and immediately just go to the DMV, like without even thinking about it <laughs> and just figure out what to do there. Or, you know, you could be... Um, an exploration type and you might need to go out into the world to, to figure out what to do that way. You know, the SE types will probably be a little bit more like brute force where the NE types will be a little bit more like, you know, I need to go talk to people and explore and figure out what to do. And there might not necessarily be an order to the madness and SE will be a little bit more. I need to go to the DMV and I need to fix this and you need to fix this for me. And they'll probably be a little bit more assertive in that sense. Um, but you know, that's basically this all leads to the importance of identity. You know, if you understand yourself and and understand that you're the only thing in these scenarios that you can control, you know, you can't control whether or not someone stays alive in most cases. You can't control whether or not, you know, your car is going to be impounded after something's already happened. You know, you can't control, um, you can't control, you know, many, many things. And to often try to control the external things ends up leading to like more difficulty I find. So what you can really control is learning more about yourself, understanding who you are and understanding, um, you know, more in depth about how you process difficult situations so that you can kind of go through the proper steps in your unique fashion and kind of get rid of this idea that there's like a universal truth for how you should approach difficult situations or emotions or logical thinking or anything like that, because every person is different. Every person, um, you know, approaches things in different ways. They have different biases. They have different, um, different strengths, uh, different emotional reactions, you know? So really that individuality is super important when it comes to unexpected life events, because then you can figure out where to go next. Um, so this kind of leads me to the end of the podcast, but I'm going to make a little bit of a unique offer here is that what I've been doing is helping people help with, uh, their Myers-Briggs types and giving them a little bit more insight into, uh, how they can approach life situations like this, or really anything in life, relationships, workplace stuff, um, anything that involves connecting with other people or understanding yourself a little bit more. I've been working with people individually to help them understand their Myers-Briggs type through um, uh, one-on-one consulting. And I do the first one for free. So, you know, we set up a time, which you can set up at, uh, I'll put a link in the description for everywhere that I post this. Um, and it'll be, it's basically calendly.com slash cnotemedia slash MBTI. And you can set up a time. Let me know what your type is. And there'll be a couple questions there. And then we'll have a chat. It's a one hour long chat. So you'll get a lot of information. I'll give you some insight into your type. So basically trying to spark curiosity. And then from there, you know, I'll make you an offer about, about doing long-term consulting and um, some, some paid stuff. So we'll talk about that. Um, and, you know, the idea here is that while I did kind of shoehorn a sales pitch in here, it's not about that. It's about... Um, working with unexpected life events and understanding yourself so that you can be better equipped to handle them when they come. Um, 
I did mention a little bit about stoicism early on, and I want to do an episode in the future with a friend of mine about stoicism and how that can be applied to your life. But stoicism, you know, fits for my personality type. It's something that I can, um, that I can, I can take and apply because I can kind of handle it cognitively. And, you know, again, different types can handle different types of things, you know, feelers might be a little bit more difficult handling like horror stories and in-depth things where I can't handle a lot of basic remote emotional relationship stuff. Like it's not that I can't handle the emotions is that I almost find it annoying. <laughs> so it's, you know, as an INTP, that's kind of hard to talk about and work through, but you know, that's, that's what it is. That's how it goes. So, um, that's it. I'm going to wrap up the show here. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, again, I recorded this on the dopamine group. So dopamine.group is the place to go. Please answer the questions. If you want to be admitted into the group, if you do not answer the questions, I will not let you in. Um, dopamine.life is where you can hear other episodes of the show. And, um, you know, I got other things going on. Actually, the last thing here is, uh, I started another podcast called C notes, media madness. So look for that on anchor anchor.fm slash C note media. It's basically where I talk about more media specific topics and marketing and, uh, trends that I see in design. And it's kind of the same thing as this. I'm kind of talking from a theorizing and like higher level concepts kind of thing. I'm just talking to the camera, same deal. But, uh, you know, the most recent one, I talked about that whole Laurel Yanny thing. And I talked about, um, and, and I have an episode coming up soon about, um, the modern day marketing, the race to being human and how kind of ironic that is. So, um, I hope you have some fun listening to this show and go check out that show. Please favorite, like, subscribe, all the things. And uh, I hope you have a good one. Take care of yourselves and each other. Hey, everybody. Thanks for watching and or listening. If you thought this was a dope show, but wait until next week because it's always going to get better. That's kind of the point, isn't it? <laughs> if you would like, please go to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen to podcasts and please leave us a positive review. Or, you know, if you have a problem, let me know and I'll try to fix it too. Um, but if you're watching on YouTube as well, please hit the like button, subscribe, hit all the comments, all that good stuff. We appreciate the love. We appreciate you guys. And, um, you know, we're going to keep doing it for you and do the best we can. So thanks for listening. Go to howmynameischristian.com or dopamine.life. Check us out or cnote.media to learn how to make your own podcast and videos and go from there. So catch you guys later.